Miss Lillian Hargrove was the most beautiful woman in England. It was an empirical fact, requiring absolutely no confirmation from experts on the subject. One had only to set eyes upon her, noting her porcelain skin, precisely symmetrical features, high cheekbones, full lips, curving ears, and a pretty straight nose that evoked the very best of classical sculpture, and one simply knew. Add to it her red hair, somehow not at all brash, but a rich golden hue that evoked the most heavenly of sunsets, and her grey eyes like a summer storm, and there was no question at all. Lillian Hargrove was perfect, so perfect that the fact she'd come from nothing, that she lacked title, social standing, and dowry, that she'd been plucked from Lord Newware by London's finest artist to whom she was not married, was somehow rendered irrelevant when she entered a room. After all, nothing blinded gentlemen, titled or otherwise, quite like beauty, a fact that was enough to set any matchmaking mamma with an invitation to Olmec's on edge. Which was why the female half of the aristocracy took exceeding pleasure in the events of the 24th of April, 1834, the opening day of the Royal Academy Exhibition of Contemporary Art, and the day Lillian Hargrove, current favoured beauty of the scandal sheets, was made a proper scandal and ruined, thoroughly. Later, when that same subsection of the ton whispered fervently about the events of the day, white gloves hiding fingertips stained black with ink from the gossip rags they swore they never read, the conversation would always end with a horrified, gleeful, The poor thing never saw it coming. And she hadn't. Indeed, Lily had thought it would be the best day of her life. It was the day she'd been waiting for her entire life all 23 years, 48 weeks. It was the day Derek Hawkins was to propose. Not that she'd known Derek for her entire life. She hadn't. She'd known him for six months, three weeks, and five days, since he'd approached her on the afternoon of Michaelmas as she lingered in the Hyde Park sun on one of the last warm days of the year, and told her, in no uncertain terms, that he was going to marry her. You are a revelation, he'd said in his cool, crisp voice, surprising her from her book. Another might have considered his unexpected arrival the reason for her breathlessness, but Lily had known better. He had taken her breath away because he had found her, ignored in her place in the margins. Despite her beauty, she was alone and unnoticed by the world, thrice orphaned, first by her land steward father, then by a string of ducal guardians, each meeting a quick end and finally, in full, by the neglect of the current duke. In her loneliness, she'd become very adept at being unseen. So, when Derek Hawkins noticed her, when he saw her with the full, blinding force of his gaze, she'd fallen quite in love, quite instantly. Lily had done her best to seem unaffected by his words. After all, she'd not read every London ladies' magazine published in the last five years for nothing, Looking up at him, she tried her best, softest smile and said, We have not met, sir. He'd crouch next to her at that, removing the book from her lap, charming her with his blinding white teeth and even more blinding impertinence. A beauty such as you should not have time for books. She blinked, drawn to his cool blue eyes, trained upon her as though they were the only two people in all London, in all the world. But I like books. He'd shaken his head. Not as much as you shall like me. She'd laughed at the boast. You seem very certain of yourself. I'm very certain of you, he'd said, 
lifting her hand from her lap and pressing a warm kiss to her gloved knuckles. I am Derek Hawkins, and you are the muse for which I have been searching. I intend to keep you for all eternity. She'd caught her breath at the vow, at the way it evoked other, more formal ones. Certainly, meeting Derek Hawkins was a shock. She'd been reading about him for years. He was a legend, an artist and star of the stage, renowned throughout London and beyond as one of the most skilled theatrical minds of a generation. News of his talent and good looks preceded him, and while Lily could not in the moment confirm the former, the latter appeared quite accurate. But it was not his celebrity that won Lily over. She had more than fluff between her ears, after all. She did not dream of a famous suitor. She dreamed of a suitor who would ensure she was never alone again. After all, Lily had been alone for her entire life. In the days and weeks that followed, Derek had courted her, playing the part of the perfect gentleman, escorting her to autumn festivals and winter events, even hiring an older female servant to chaperone them on public outings. And then, on a cold, snowy afternoon in January, he'd sent a carriage for her, and she'd been ferreted to his studio, the inner sanctum of his artist's world. Alone, 